Welcome to Everything Co-op, bringing you information on how cooperatives can help improve your quality of life. This show is being sponsored by the National Co-op Bank, NCB. The NCB is dedicated to strengthening communities nationwide for the delivery of banking and financial services for the nation's cooperatives, their members, and other socially responsible organizations. For more information on the power of community ownership, visit ncb.coop. That's ncb.coop. Now stay tuned for your host, Vernon Oaks. Good morning, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks. Welcome to Everything Cooperative. Now, we talk about the cooperative and the benefits of cooperatives and the, this whole business model and economy of solidarity, people working together to improve their communities, people working together to improve the economy of their communities and of the United States, and then taking it to the world. So this is what Everything Cooperative is about. The National Cooperative Bank is sponsoring this program to give you those benefits. You know, I was at the Greenbelt Homes. That's a 1600 housing cooperative here in Greenbelt, Maryland. And uh, in their lobby, they have a sign that says that cooperatives gives people the tools they need to control their destiny. And I think that there's way too many people out here that feel like they have no control, no say, and they are at the whim of everybody else. And we used to say the man, whomever that might look like. But the co-op, you get into a co-op and you learn how to operate a business. You learn how to work together. You learn how to make the decisions that's best for the organization, for the community, and not just for each individual. So it has some distinct differences from the capitalistic model. And a capitalistic model what I learned when I went and got the MBA and what I've espoused to was to create money for self, to create value for self. Uh, and it wasn't until 20-some years ago when I learned about a co-op model because I started managing housing cooperatives and learning this model that I got really excited about what it does for a group of people. We've had people on, on the program that had five people that would start a credit union in El Paso, Texas with $5 each in the 30s. Now that's a billion-dollar businesses serving that community and the needs of that community, whether it's housing or education or whatever the community needs are. They have the finances for people can come in and get money to buy computer cars, houses. So uh, this this model really, really works for people. You know, and that's, that's what I want to talk about today is people and politics because I had a definition of politics once. I read about it. It says that, Politics are when people come together to solve community problems. Boy, I wish that had been my experience with politicians. I don't, I don't get that when I look at most politicians, that most politicians don't seem to come together to solve community problems, but they come together to run for politics to either create wealth for themselves or for their friends and family members. It takes a lot of money to do a campaign. So whoever gives them money, then they create policies and procedures so those people can get what they want. And often not, that's creating capital, creating financial wealth. And more often than not, the people that give them money are people that already have money, and then they create policies that will cause them to get more money. So today, I just wanted to talk a little bit, and hopefully that you can call in or will call in at 1-800-450-7876. 
Call in at 1-800-450-7876. And let's talk about Secretary Hillary Clinton and businessman Donald Trump. I want to talk about them in terms of the cooperative principles and values. When we look at the values of cooperatives, okay, when we look at the values of cooperatives, we see that they have some ethical values. Honesty, openness, like transparency, openness, social responsibility, and caring for others. Cooperatives are based on the values of self-help, self-responsibility, democracy, equality, equity, and solidarity. And for these particular values, you can look at the principles to see how they are carried out. But at first, I want to talk about, and perhaps someone of you can call in and talk about how honest do you think Hillary Clinton is and Donald Trump is? How open are they? And what kind of social responsibility do they have? And do you have a sense from their history, do they really care for other people? Or is it just their friends and family members that that they are interested in? So that's what we want to talk about today. And then given if we have time, if you call in, we can talk about the principles as it relates to the two of them. Volunteer and open membership. Do you think Hillary from her history both in the White House, as a Secretary of State, as a Senator, do you think she would have open, that she would have policies that's inclusive of all people, you know, black, white, male, female, rich, poor, whether they're Democrat or Republican or whether they're Muslim or Christian or Buddhist, would she be open? Because the first principle of cooperative is Volunteer and open membership. And the same for Donald Trump. And it sort of grades them. If you take this first principle, volunteer and open membership, if you thought Hillary was very open and to all people, not discriminate, then maybe she would have an A or a B. But if Donald Trump, on the other hand, if you think he's open to all members, regardless of race or gender or political affiliation or religious background, then he would have an A, but if you think that he wouldn't be, then maybe he would have a D or F. So I'm going to go through first starting with ethical values of honesty, openness, social responsibility, caring for others. These ethical values. How you how would you rate Secretary Clinton and how would you rate businessman Donald Trump? How would you grade him? You gave him a report card. What kind of grade would you give him on each of these? And then we would go into the principles. Good morning, Yvette. Thank you so much for bringing forth this topic. I'm glad you called in. How would you grade uh, Secretary Clinton and businessman Trump on honesty? Well, I would actually give Secretary Clinton a uh, let's say, a a good grading, and I would give Donald Trump a poor grading. And I know that there's so much talk about Secretary Clinton not being honest over, what, her emails that were reclassified. I think that that's the media kind of doing that. But I do think that Secretary Clinton is honest, but she is a part of the establishment. And, And that's where people talk about dishonesty. I think she's just very, very 
um, much herself, but happens to be a continuation of what we've had in the past in the Democratic Party. And I might remind folks that Bill Clinton did balance the budget and leave us with a surplus. And I think that uh, the reason I say Trump is is give him a poor mm-hmm. is because he doesn't – he says that he has ethics and he has money and he has that, but he wouldn't even release his taxes. You know, he doesn't he doesn't seem to be credible and he changes his position often. You know, Secretary Clinton was a part of uh she was with the Children's Defense Fund, just as John Lewis said, he saw her marching before Clinton ever ran. And for Donald Trump, I don't see him in anything that's progressive. So I just think that he lacks integrity and that she's very honest. So you give her a high grade and him a poor grade. What about caring for others? Caring for others. Well, we all know about the wall that's being built for uh, uh, for for Donald Trump. To keep the Mexicans out. Yes, to keep the Mexicans out. And we know about, um, as I just mentioned, Hillary being a part of the Children's Defense Fund before Bill Clinton ever ran for anything. Um, we know about Bill and Hillary being in the civil rights marches and everything and being a part of all of what was caring for others. And Hillary's actually used her staff to actually address situation in Flint, Michigan, with the water and many other circumstances. As far as Donald Trump is concerned, caring for others, not only was he building a wall, but when there were incidents where people um, um, had altercations with his staff, what did he say? He said he would go down and brawl with the people themselves. Mm. He tells people to shut up. He tells people he doesn't care. And so I think that his children are helping him to become more presidential now. But I do remember the old Donald Trump who said, I don't care, and that's why I get things done. So I don't think that he gets high rate rankings. And even though I'm more obviously in favor of Hillary Clinton, I'm being very honest, his his behavior has shown that he doesn't care very much for others. You know, I read an article about him also what said that he had a condominium in New York. It was affordable housing and market rate. And in the uh on the market rate side he had a door for people to come in. If they paid market rate they came in the front door. And if they paid affordable housing, if they were low-income, affordable housing, uh, then they came in the back door. I'm sure glad that you brought that up because I read that article as well. And what I realized is that that takes me back to before civil rights days when you had back entrances and even entertainers entertaining in a hotel would have to enter a back door. And when that situation came about in the news, the saddest thing that I felt was watching the residents who were coming in the back door, because these are multimillion-dollar buildings where they pay millions of dollars for a condominium, and the people said, please stop bringing attention to this. We love being in this building. And if it means coming through a back door, we don't mind. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it gave me chills. So, yes, in fact, I'm so glad you that, – that, that speaks volumes probably beyond the examples that I gave. Someone who's going to have a building where people come in the back door who don't pay the same amount, you actually pull them out and show everybody they're not paying market rate, which, which really creates the division that housing was trying to 
diminished. That is a division between those who have and those who have not. Yep. So, yeah, I, I think that's just that's well, just horrible. That gave me chills. So you bet I get that from honesty you you rate Hillary high and caring for others you rate her high. Yes. Uh, you also, uh, for Mr. Trump, you rate him low in both of those two categories. Yes. Well, we thank you very much for calling in for your for your comments. Well, Ms. Oaks, thank you for uh, having this discussion and for all the discussions that you've had. I, I listen to your show often and look forward to tuning in to listen to hear what everybody else has to say. Thank you. Take care. And with Yvette talking about the two of them is exactly what I'm hoping that others would call in at 1-800-450-7876, so we can have this discussion. And right now we're going to take our first break, and then we'll come back and have more conversation on the report card between Hillary and Donald. 1450 WOL. Information is power. You know, we really hope that you would get out and vote. But before you go to vote in November, please get a lot of information. One of the things I like about cooperatives when the go to housing co-ops or food co-ops, and you find that the members, they learn. They have to be informed in order to make good decisions, good decisions that's best for the group, good decisions that's best for the community. And one of the ways that they get this information is through education, training, and information, which is the fifth principle. One of the things I liked about Sanders' campaign was he was going to make college tuition free for uh, state schools, getting knowledge out, getting knowledge out to people so that they can get informed and by making, by getting informed, they can make intelligent, informed decisions. So whether you're for a Democrat and for Hillary Clinton or a Republican for Donald Trump or no matter who you're for, please get the information. Please get educated on the issues and talk to your friends and family members, your children, your great nephews, and help them to get educated so they'll know what the issues are because this election is going to impact. It's going to impact all of us in a mighty, mighty way. You know, there's something called vote.coop, and vote.coop, getting information for you cooperators, the National Rural Electric Cooperatives have put this web page together to get cooperators to sign up that they will go vote. That's vote.coop. You can get it on NCBA's web page, or you can just go to vote.coop and uh, get the information, register to vote, know who all of the, your candidates are, both for the president and for local. If you look under D.C., you see Eleanor Holmes Norton is up, and there is someone that is challenging her this year. So you can find out in your jurisdiction, wherever you live, whatever state you live, county, who is running and what their platforms are. The idea from this is to get information out so that people, in this case, cooperators, rural electric, housing co-ops, credit unions, doesn't make any difference what co-op you're in, but you could sign up for this, get the information, and then if you're not registered to vote, you can register right there to vote. 
or they'll tell you how to register. So please get the information about the persons that are running and what they stand for, if they're honest or not, if they are open and transparent, if they care for other people, if they care for our society, our they're social responsible people. If they're for the people or for just for a group of people. If they're for the masses, the labor, or if they're for the rich, the millionaires and billionaires. Well, who are they for? Sometimes somebody can be extremely honest about who they're with, what they're about. Be extremely honest. And they're just not about what you might want them to be about or what you're for. Um, some people may say, look, I'm for billionaires. I think that they provide a lot of capital for our society, for our economy. And I think if they get money, that's what Reagan said, they'd give them money and reduce taxes and it'll trickle down. And he was real clear. That's what he was for and that's what he was about. I just never saw it trickle down. Uh, it was sort of like it was a great idea. It sounded wonderful. If the billionaires made a lot of money, that that money would trickle down to the masses of people. Well, that just did not happen end up with more poverty, less money for programs for people. So you can be honest, open, straight, but then your politics, your who you are for, what you're about, may not be what you as an individual or I as an individual would want. So it's finding somebody that's straight and honest, open, that cares for people and the people that you want them to care for. So you can call in at one 800 Four five zero seven eight seven six. So the first principle is volunteer and open membership. The second was democratic member control. This is making sure that from a cooperative principle, that's one member, one vote if you're in a co-op, if you're in a worker cooperative. And by the way, just let the definition of co-ops is any business you can think of could be a co-op. It's who owns and controls it who owns and controls the business. If it's owned and controlled by the workers, the employees, it's called a worker cooperative. So democratic member control for a worker cooperative is that each, each member would have one vote to set policies, to vote for a board of directors, to decide what major investments will happen or when there's a surplus, decide how that surplus would be spent. One member, one vote. If it's owned and controlled by the people that uses the products or services, it's called a consumer cooperative. And you get that with credit unions and housing co-ops. You get it with some food co-ops. Food co-op could be e either owned by the workers or by the people that buys the products and services. The shoppers could own it. And in some cases, it could be a hybrid where it's owned by both workers and consumers. But these are the people that own and control the business, that make the decisions. And wherever the members are, I think it was last week, we had Green Star Food Co-op, and they had both the workers and the members as owners. And then they made the decision. They voted on the board of directors. They had 1,200 members, I believe. 12,000 members, I'm sorry. 12,000 members in Ithaca, New York, and they only had 29,000 people in Ithaca. So you had about 40%, uh, 38 or so percent of the people 
in Ithaca belonged to that particular co-op, and they bought their food there. Very striving, very nice cooperative, extremely friendly. I had a couple meals there in the last two weeks. So yet, who owns and controls the business is what dictates what kind of co-op it is. And then you have farm co-ops and you have artist co-ops where the people come together to buy the products and services that they need, the farmers. They come together to buy their seed, their fertilizer, their gas. Sometimes they buy equipment together and then they'll share that equipment. So by coming together, they'll get a better product normally for a lower price because they can buy in volume. And if they need equipment, tillers and different kinds of tractors, then maybe a, a, a smaller co-op could not own or farmer could not buy one of those big tillers, but if they all pool their money together and bought it, then they can share when they're going to use it. So that's a purchasing co-op. Okay, They come together to buy things that they need to buy a larger volume and a lower price. So then on the other end of those is in a lot of farmers, they have a marketing co-op. Uh, we've had several people on that that have marketing co-ops. Then in this case, there are people that are hired to market the farmer's products. And so these people are focused on how to get new markets, how to get uh, a better price so the farmers can sell their products. And other thing about this is that by getting new markets, sometimes they'll increase their growing season. Sometimes they talk about value added. They may I don't know, make coleslaw or something. They'll, they may make different kind of jams or whatever that they have. They make it and then they can add value to it and then sell the value-added product and get more profit and have more market. But the farmer or the artist, they, they are the doers. They produce the foods, and so they may not have the skill set to both buy everything that they need or the skill sets to market what they need. So they end up joining co-ops and in these co-ops for marketing, they may have refrigerations and warehouse and trucking and whatever they might need so that they can both sell their products and get a better price. So how would Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, how would they fare with one member, one vote? That is really looking to give, make sure that the people have the say that the masses of people have to say, not just the people with money now, but the masses of people. Who would get a better grade in this category? Well, I have my view, but I hope some of you would call in at 1-800-450-7876 and tell me your view. One member, one vote, Democratic member control. And then we go to member economic participation. I really have my view on who I would give a higher grade in this particular co-op principle. But doing this report card, I am hopeful that I can get other people to call in and or email us or go on our webpage and make comments at everything.coop so that we can get a view and a sense of what cooperators think of these two candidates as it relates to the values and principles of the cooperative business model. We're going to take our second break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk more about these principles and these two candidates. 
And I guess if we have no callers, I hope we'll get them in, then I'll tell you my view. But we'll be right back. Please don't touch that down. Welcome back, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks, Everything Cooperative. We're so glad you're listening in this morning. You know, the National Corp Bank is sponsoring this. The NCB's mission is to help cooperatives grow by supporting and being an advocate for America's cooperatives and their members, placing special emphasis on serving the needs of communities that are economically challenged. That is a tough mission because most banks uh, won't touch a community that's economically challenged. They normally look for to make loans with people that have assets. That if bankers normally, at least what I learned, are interested in three things. That's getting their money back, getting their money back, and getting their money back. So they look normally for people that have assets already, and they'll make loans to them. But NCB in creating and supporting America's cooperatives, they're also focused on communities that are economically challenged, like Detroit. They did a lot of work in Detroit. And their customers are all types of co-ops. So it's always a pleasure working with them and talking about them because they do just a wonderful job. The other thing we want to talk about a little bit is the National Cooperative Business Association, CLUSA. They're celebrating their 100th anniversary this year. 100 years. They started in March of 1916. They build sustainable economic development through cooperative businesses. They do advocacy work. They've got an anniversary roast coffee. You can find it on their webpage by Pachamama, which means Mother Earth. So there's a lot that NCBA is doing and had done over 100 years, advancing, promoting, and defending the cooperative business model is basically their mission. And also on their webpage, you can go to this co-op vote, which is vote.coop to get information there. So we're going to go back to talking about the principles, the cooperative principles, and to try to get some sense of Donald Trump, if you will, versus Hillary Clinton. We're going to take our break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk more about these principles and these two candidates. And I guess if we have no callers, I hope we'll get them in, then I'll tell you my view. But we'll be right back. Please don't touch that down. 1450 WOL. Welcome back, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks on everything.coop.tv, talking about the benefits and the values of the cooperative business model. But looking at these principles, we talked about volunteer and open membership. We talked about democratic member control, then member economic participation. That's where members will contribute. This is into a cooperative. Members will contribute something. There's normally a membership fee, some kind of buy-in. But the other side of that is if there's surplus or profits, then those profits or surpluses are divided back out to the members. If the members vote for them to be divided back out, the members decide what happens to the surpluses. It could be that the members would decide to keep the surplus in the business to grow the business. It could be that the members would decide that a certain portion of that will help develop other co-ops or other businesses or help solve some other community issue 
besides it's a wonder to co-op, is helping to resolve. So the co-op, and this is why this control is so important, the co-op memberships decide what to do with surpluses, and they decide how much membership fee each person has to pay in order to get in. We talked to Green Star last week. Their membership fee was $9. So it doesn't have to be a lot. The fourth one is autonomy and independence. But I guess the big question on this membership economic participation is this is a way that everyday people can create financial wealth. If the business makes money, then the members make money. Would Hillary Clinton create policies and procedures that would allow everyday people to make money? Would she create cooperative policies, create money to help develop worker cooperatives or housing cooperatives? Right now in HUD, most of the money that is granted out, given out, is given out for apartment buildings, and most of the people that own apartment buildings are people that already own money. So that your everyday person does not have an opportunity to both live in a building and be able to create wealth by, while living there. You won't have the opportunity to have a say on what are the policies and procedures for that building. So this is a question, and the same thing for Donald Trump, who has created his wealth in real estate mostly. Would he create policies as the president of the U.S.? Would he put forth policies or support policies that would help everyday people to participate in this financial wealth? We've talked before that in America right now, there's a huge divide happening. It's already here, and it keeps happening more and more, where people that have money make more and more money, and where people that have no money get worse and worse off. So which one of it? Diane, what's your comment? Well, I'm just curious in the call. I think you're talking about the honesty of the presidential candidates. Yeah, what we're looking at are the different cooperative principles and looking to see how each candidate we think, and in one case is honesty. That's the first cooperative value is honesty. And so what do you think Hillary Clinton is in terms of honesty or Donald Trump? In terms of her honesty in reference to cooperative principles? No, just her honesty, period. Well, I think they both get an A for, for honestly wanting to be president. I mean, maybe Hillary an A and, and the businessman a B, but in terms of their honesty in general, I give them Bs. I think there's almost so much honesty you can be in a, in a politician. I think you try, you want to do right, you want to say the right things, do the right things, but honesty is a funny word. It goes along with integrity. So I think that's probably more important, integrity. So you give Hillary an A and Donald Trump a B, or I give the, I give Hillary an A and honestly wanting to be president. Okay. She honestly want to be president in terms of honesty, in terms of her character. Who am I to judge? But I have to vote for somebody. So I would say I would give her a B. I think she's made some slips in judgment. I don't know much about Donald Trump, but uh, in terms of his honesty, he's honestly brutal about what he uh, the things he. Uh, want to do and don't like, so I think that's, I give them a, a, I don't know, a C for that, I guess. What about the next value that we that we talked about was openness? How open 
and transparent do you think Hillary be versus Donald Trump? In terms of a grade, A, B, or C? Uh-huh. I think Hillary would be a B. Because I give her an A, um, she's going to have to improve. And I will give Mr. Trump probably, I'll probably give him an A, because he, he has been very forthright about really what he wants to do. Whether I like it or not, he has been extremely transparent about what he will or will do, whether he can do it or not. So I'll give him an A for being transparent and not about agreeing with what he wants to do. Okay. And the caring for others. Well, I'll give Hillary an A on that one. Uh, Donald Trump will get a lower grade, uh, C-ish. That one is, uh, you say he's very open about what he will do and in caring for others about a C that he's really been clear about some of the things he does not want Muslims to come uh, yeah, in and he wants I to put a wall up. Yeah, I think he's caring for others. He could do some work. <laughs> okay. So Hillary overall gets a better score from you than a Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, most assuredly. Well, thank you for calling in. Any other thank comments? You. Not at this time, but thank you for taking my call. Thank you. You know, um, it's a very interesting comment that she said that he is open and transparent. He's brutal, is the word, about he, what he will do. And that, that is a very interesting way that, and he's honest about what he'll do. <laughs> okay. Just what he's honest about is clearly not caring for other people. Okay. Thanks a lot for, for, for those comments. Again, if you have any comments or any questions, you can call at 1 800 450 7876. And the fourth principle is autonomy and independence. Cooperatives are autonomous, self-help organizations controlled by their members. If they enter into agreements with governments or other organizations, including banks or anybody else that they raise capital, they must maintain their democratic control by the members. So, question for Hillary and for Donald. How autonomous and independent would you allow people to be? Or would you try to put controls on them? Very, very interesting question. I don't really have an answer on that one for which one of them would do, how they would do. But I'm very concerned about number five, education, training, and information, because that's the, that is the principle that I like most, to get people education, because that's where people get the tools to control their own destiny. The tool is in education. The tool is in information, understanding, and then making a choice and going into action. We know what Bernie Sanders' view is on education. That is everybody should have it, and they should have access to it, and money should not be the reason that they don't have access to education. So he was putting forth, and President Obama put forth, community colleges should be free. So that's another way of getting folks to get to education having the opportunity to go get the knowledge so they can make informed decisions. And I really thank Ronald for really backing that. We've got to get people out there, people in our communities, particularly those who are economically challenged, got to get out and vote, get registered to vote, get out and vote. And there are six principles of cooperation among cooperatives. They serve their members most effectively. This cooperative serve their members most effectively and strengthen the cooperative movement by working together 
through local, national, regional, and international structures like NCBA.CLUSA. NCBA-CLUSA is sort of the umbrella organization from the U.S. Then the International Cooperative Alliance is the umbrella organization, cooperative organization for, for the world. So the seventh principle is concern for community. And we've talked a little bit about that social responsibility. But who would be most concerned for the overall community? Hillary or Donald Trump? If you look at global warming as one example, Democrats, Republicans, who is most concerned about how we leave our world to our children, our grandchildren, and nieces and nephews? How do we leave our world? Concern for a community, and this is the seventh principle for cooperative, to develop our communities approved by the membership. We thank you very much. We're going to talk more about this next week. By next by next week, we will know who Hillary's vice president is, and maybe we'll talk about the two vice president candidates and see what you think about them as it relates to the cooperative principle. In the meantime, have a wonderful week, and please work cooperatively. Thank you. 1450 WOL.